Hi! Welcome to What You Read and Do. It's Lauren, Lisa, and Jamie. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figure this is a good way to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Enjoy! talk to you Lisa what's up I'm on a deadline so it kind of sucks because I've been waking up not like early but for west coast early and then mm-hmm. staying up late and I just feel like I'm not getting a lot of time with my parents so I feel God, like yeah. I feel like this trip is flying by and I'm just like in the dining room the whole time Aww. you know so yeah it kind of sucks but I'm making like kind of working in breaks wherever I can yeah um, but and you get to be there even if you're not conversing the whole time. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, the weather's been crazy. I like came back here and we've gotten residual precipitation from two hurricanes slash tropical yeah. storms, and the footage from the flooding is insane. Oh like my God. we got tornadoes yeah. here, which is very unusual for this area and there were at least two that touched down yesterday wow i don't know if you guys saw the flooding from jersey and new york yeah i saw the new york flooding yeah i saw a video of like subways going through like feet of water yeah what is happening (laughs) it's terrifying and also the people that are continuing to go down into the subway i'm just screaming at my phone like turn around (laughs) yes why are you doing that I know I you want to get probably, home, but like, yeah, there's other ways. Like, don't know what to do. Yeah, but just the thought of like going in a tunnel when you're dealing with flooding—that just feels like no. the exact opposite instinct. You know? It is like a horror movie when they are like go back into the house or something instead of just getting yeah. in their car and yeah. driving away. <laughs> exactly. But then there was this video of some of the streets that were just like, you know, fully submerged in water. And then the bus had water up to the bottom of the seats. And so people were standing on top of the bus seats because the bus was filled with water. I'm like, this is insane. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. I know it'll be like a couple weeks after we record this that it comes out. but. But it just seems like every week there's like a new crazy something happening well and the thing that really strikes me with Ida too is the strength and how much precipitation it carried across the states I mean a lot of times with Mm -hmm. hurricanes and tropical storms it'll it'll carry up some but hitting on land it loses a lot of momentum right right yeah just like picking up speed you know it's like everyone is just getting hit over and over again Mm -hmm. I I feel like we've kind of departed from that like Man, what an unusual year. It's like, yeah, all of these years are unusual years. Yeah, there's <laughs> something yeah. big at least once a month. Like every month is, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, on a different <laughs> note. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on. This week, in the spirit of school starting, we wanted to have kind of a back-to-school episode, but more on the way and the resources that we've gone to for learning outside of school with our own 
education. And I think we're going to break it up into three loose topics. <laughs> uh, one is finances or financial education. Second one is kind of like personal growth, however you want to define that. And the third would just be general knowledge. We're just going to hit some highlights, but I think we're planning to include for any of us that have lists of resources we want to share, we'll put them up definitely in the show notes, but maybe we'll put them on social media to be determined. Yeah. And I think the idea is that we obviously all got educations. We're well educated, but these are like things that we've educated ourselves on that we feel like was lacking in school that we've educated ourselves on outside of school or like, you know, to be a better adult, to be a better human. Totally. There's so much to learn, but there's, I think some of these categories too were a lot within the umbrella experience of, okay, I'm out of school. Like, how do I survive as an adult now? Like, how do I do this thing? (laughs) And we will, I say for me at least, and I know also to both of you, we are still actively learning how to be adults. Yeah. I know we say in like the intro that we are not experts, but I'd like to reiterate on this topic. Yeah. (laughs) I especially am not an expert. Maybe these other two are and we'll find out today. (laughs) No, no, no. Definitely not. (laughs) This is a really good theme for us because I feel like kind of our friendship and this podcast is like built on us, like learning things and sharing information with each other. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, Just like curiosity to learn and better ourselves and then like help each other. Like, yeah, I'm I personally feel very open source about info. Like I want other people to know things, you know, if I'm like, wow, this is a great strategy, like to to navigate, like affording grad school. I'd be like, tell everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can just jump on into the finance one. But like, no, like I don't have time to go through 20 different finance books. So it's helpful if someone has like taken the time to go through resources to be like, this one was really helpful for me. Yeah. And maybe this one will be helpful for you. And on top of that, too, there's so many different opinions out there. So it's helpful to just get differing opinions. And if you start to hear the same rules of thumb over and over again, it could be an indication that like, this could be a tried and true method versus someone that's like, cut up your credit cards and then just like, make all your food from scratch and you're like this is not a strategy that's working for me <laughs> you know like, but. yeah yeah the accountability that comes with like just being able to talk about these different things together whether it's like finances or like food stuff we're navigating or working out or like mm. learning about black lives matter or different things that come up like it's very helpful to do that with other people and to experience it together mm-hmm. And not just like, I have like this weird blind spot here and and I feel alone in that. Totally. And yeah, that's such a good segue for finances too, because by and large, like in the American general culture, like money can be pretty taboo to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's so much learning potential that just goes unseen or un, you know, explored. And so the first entry point I had to really normalizing finances for me was the financial diet and their podcast the financial confessions oh and the financial diet I think started as a blog but is predominantly a YouTube channel and that purely came out of like I came out of school with a mountain of debt 
and I was working a job. I don't even know if I was, I wasn't really making ends meet and I had credit card debt that was accruing and I just felt like I need, I need to take care of myself. I need to learn about this. And the financial diet by and large is a channel that's really trying to share financial advice and help, you know, just let that be more accessible to people so that it's not information that's kind of only kept in like upper echelon communities that are already wealthy and kind of keeping that information to themselves. Like Mm -hmm. the one of the co-founders, Chelsea Fagan, she is very open about her own financial struggles when she was younger. She had a bunch of credit card debt and just like really poor financial habits. And she basically was learning herself and then just started sharing with others. And it's a big passion of hers and it's become her livelihood at, at least at this current point. And so that YouTube channel is just filled with like videos that will, you know, explain why you need an emergency fund or how to budget. But then it's Mm -hmm. also, there are a lot of videos that also kind of dip into personal growth and knowing your worth. And so it'll be like red flags that it's time to leave that job or Mm -hmm. things to ask in an interview or like negotiating tactics, like things that really help and influence your finances a lot. The audience is predominantly women. And so I feel like a lot of the advice too, like, is very inclusive of women as well in those experiences. I've loved that. And so I used to just watch YouTube videos and just get more comfortable with terminology and talking about money and even just like opening my bank app and looking at my credit card debt and just sitting (laughs) with it and being like, yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just getting into the practice of like opening up the bank accounts and like just seeing where things were. (laughs) That's it's a scary. It's Absolutely scary, but scary. it gets scarier the longer you don't look at it. Oh my that god, was a so huge true. Lesson for me. Yeah. And talking about it too, like the mm-hmm. their podcast, they like to have their it's basically an interview podcast, but they really like their guests to be as transparent as they can about their finances. So they'll have guests that come on and they're like, "Yeah, I brought home a healthy six figures last year and I do this and do that." That way like you really get to see what they're dealing with. And then like they also share about maybe the privilege or whatever circumstances that may be contributing to that. That's one huge thing when I look at channels for financial advice. Like I really am cognizant in trying to figure out what position this person in is in. Yeah. And is it mm-hmm. like they're like getting a bunch of family support and that's just painting a picture that's really unrealistic or Mm -hmm. are they providing advice that's actually really applicable, you know, if that's Mm -hmm. not an option. Mm -hmm. And so that like got me more comfortable with it. And then we ended up like Lauren and another friend of ours, we started like a little group last year to try to meet and just like talk about finances to help get ourselves like on the same page and try to like, help you know back (laughs) yeah we do but yeah yeah. what about you all what well I have a question real quick before I or Lauren shares a what was the name again because I'm really bad at names and b yeah oh go ahead you go go for it oh I say (laughs) is it both a YouTube channel and a podcast are there different things on each or is it like you know the YouTube channel just records the podcast No. Okay. So they are connected. So the financial diet is the 
channel and I, I think the company it's like oh, it's okay. now a company like they are yeah they're doing a great job they even have started this past year doing not really webinar but like a digital conference oh, okay. um, and I keep meaning to attend them they seem really awesome and they're really affordable for conferences you know they can get really expensive mm-hmm. but for like a one-day digital conference it'll be some like around $15 which Oh my God. Yeah. They really try to keep their stuff approachable. Oh, and Chelsea wrote a, so one of the co-founders, Chelsea, she wrote a book. I've been meaning to check that out as well. I think that hits more on budgeting. Yeah. At least my, like my exploration into this channel is largely YouTube, but the financial confessions is connected. It's through the same company Okay, and they both have a YouTube recording and an audio only version. Cool. So those are both there. But it, yeah, the financial diet, financial confessions. I honestly could go on for a very long time about that. So I'm just going <laughs> to close my mouth and say, <laughs> check it out. Especially if you are the least bit hesitant about finances. Because I think they also deep dive more than just that initial step that's like, get comfortable. Like getting comfortable is huge. But there's so many steps after that that we need in our life, you yeah. know. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know anything about finances. I have not educated myself outside of like I got you. calling <laughs> no. my mom and being like, so do I want to do the 401k or the Roth IRA? <laughs> like when right, I'm setting right, up my right. work stuff. So I have a lot to do, but I would say I was going to ask you guys, but you already answered this for me. So I was just, I'll just put the question out there. Anyway, yeah. I recently have come to a point in my job where I asked for a raise mm-hmm. and like kudos, a getting up the courage to ask for a raise and b knowing how to like properly go about it. I knew better than to like just show up and be like, give me a raise. Like I knew <laughs> and like, but like. I mean, I was a shaky mess in that meeting. And my boss is a woman, and she's very wonderful and usually very nice and just a little bit scary. But she was, like, telling me, like, she was very nice about it. She's like, you know, especially as women, it's always very important to advocate for yourself. And, like, I agree with you, blah, blah, blah. So I was just going to ask you guys if you had any resources about specifically, like, asking for raises or like women in employment and how to advocate for yourself. But it sounds like this podcast and YouTube video already cover it. It's well, it's it's very helpful. That is a topic that I am still wanting to like either replay those videos or just like check out some other resources I've yeah. come to along the way because it's information that resonates when I hear it but when I'm not actively in that headspace it kind of leaves and you're only and you're not in that headspace most of the time normally it's like maybe once every couple years you're like I should ask for a raise and then it's like yeah then you have to like go search for it again but and I get real shy like I don't know about you like I'll build it up in my head and then I just like knock myself down I'm like this amount is probably fine. Like I shouldn't be greedy. And it's like, oh, like, am I even a good worker? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're reminding me that I got my last raise almost a year ago. So it's about time. But yeah. like, I never think about stuff like that. So it's like a good reminder for other people to be like, hey, I just asked for a raise. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. <laughs> Look at what you're making and see if you deserve more. Well, and one thing too, like my firm like the standard is to operate in a fashion where adjustments come at a very particular point in the year. Yeah. And so I had been told that like at that point when you get that initial adjustment, 
like that's the point to talk about it and see what can happen. But then I, like one of my former managers was like, oh no, you got to bring it up so much earlier. Let them know what you're expecting. And I, on, I'll be honest, like I have not tried that yet because that freaks me out to yeah. be like, listen, by the end of the year, I expect this. And we're kind of in a market where given <laughs> this like mass resignation and oh, yeah. people migration, it's definitely an opportunity for everyone to just evaluate where they are in their company and the definitely. value that they're bringing, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. That definitely factored into my decision to ask for one and mine was the same way so when I got my new position in February of this year my company was a very different place than it is right now and when I signed that contract like there's a part in the contract that says like no raises for like one calendar year or something like that like I agreed to this price just like a full year so until February 2022 and I'm like I'm not gonna wait until February 2022 to be like give me more especially with the amount of changes that we've had. And I'm like, I got to bring it up now. Because if I have to wait until February, I'm probably not going to be at this company anymore. (laughs) I'm so impressed, though. Like, Oh, my God. It was so awful. (laughs) I came out of the meeting and was, like, shaking. I was like, I'm going to go on a break now. I hate when I've been in the room with, like, the – the manager who's like decides that you know and I've been shaky or even just something comes over me and I think I've even told him I'm like please ignore this like Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm I'm advocating for myself here right for some reason that is hard on my body yeah what about you Lauren any well (laughs) the first thing I wrote down was Lisa yeah (laughs) yeah I mean my political background (laughs) is like almost nothing I think we had to take a one credit class at Ball State like as a freshman in financing not super helpful by the time you've graduated from grad school didn't even know what I was supposed to be making in Seattle so it's like any amount of money sounds great (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I'm making money it work (laughs) yeah I mean my personality is just that like I don't care about money I don't want to know anything about money I don't like want to look at my bank account I just don't like I don't ask don't tell like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I ignore it it'll just work itself out it turns out that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the last couple years I've been like it's like pulling teeth but forcing myself to look at my bank account to read things about money I like see podcasts come through and I'm like nope I don't want (laughs) to nope budgeting uh uh nope (laughs) yeah I mean I think Lisa is obviously a huge resource just like being comfortable talking about different things I'm like not Mm -hmm. interested in like investing in stuff but just hearing that other people are talking about it is super helpful for me the first thing I went to which I know like a lot of people don't like him what is the Dave Ramsey books mm-hmm. yeah or whatever but those were really helpful for me just because they were super straightforward and they're like he's just very like to the point this is what a bank account is this, you need a savings account you should need to save this much money like those kinds of things I, I didn't have a savings account and so those kinds of things were helpful and he's got you know the baby steps that people love or hate but I found them like very clear and then you can kind of modify them based on how you need them to be. But the thing that I found the most helpful recently 
is there's a money chapter in this book that I've brought up previously called Oh, Make Your Art No Matter What. Yeah. And it's written specifically for artists, which I very much resonate with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's got a bunch of money book references or resources in the back. And the first time I read this chapter, I skimmed it because I didn't want to read it. And then I was like, okay, I need to circle back. It took me a couple months. I came back and I read it. (laughs) And it was so hard. But I, like, found another book from the library that she suggested. And I just, like, need people. Like, that point about finding someone that, like, either is similar to you or that you can relate with when it comes to finances, I think, is so important. And, like, I've tried... I've tried so many podcasts. They're just, like, so overwhelming to me. And, like, YouTube channels, it's just, like, it feels like it's too much information. Yeah. And so, like, kind of taking the time to find someone that I resonated with was huge. Yeah, we'll see how this other book goes. (laughs) I'll look through it a little bit before I recommend it. (laughs) Sounds good. I also have to let you know that you actually also were really helpful when you were reading Dave Ramsey. I was still really early in like my own little venturings. And so I think is Dave Ramsey, like, does he bring up zero based budgeting? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so I haven't read his book and I, I don't prescribe to everything that he Mm -hmm. follows, but I do, I, I think there is really helpful advice worked into that and that zero based budgeting personally for me really helped oh yes okay so for (laughs) anyone who doesn't know and lauren correct me where i messed up here but basically you budget from all this (laughs) (laughs) i'm like we're almost almost done lauren (laughs) um zero based budgeting is where you budget where every dollar it's allocated in some way that way Mm -hmm. you don't have like a miscellaneous pile at the end i already do that yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah. I, I hadn't been doing that. I think I was doing this thing where we'll see what's uh, like what yeah. surplus is at the end. But you just end up spending whatever you have, you know, exactly. Always. Yeah, huge. Such a game changer, even like getting to a point where I could save money. Like I just like I didn't have the liquid. It was not available. And so trying yeah. to work in different strategies, even if it was like $20 a paycheck, something where it was mm-hmm. like just allocate it throw it in a savings account Mm -hmm. and it's gone like you can't spend it on food you know yeah 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 I read his book around the time when I was paying off a bunch of credit card debt and that was he was just he's very blunt and straightforward and it's like listen you don't need that extra coffee because you need to pay off your credit card debt and that's like what I needed to hear at the time oh yeah but yeah a lot of those like simple rules were like I still kind of remember them and though like I'm currently trying to figure out something different than budgeting because it's not really working for me, which is what he prescribes to. But he's just very clear and straightforward about a lot of things. And at the time that I was trying to figure out like 401k Roth, it was like I was at that time in my life trying to figure out how to transfer a 401k from one company to like a private mm. thing. Oh, and gosh. and I he had a chapter on that that like very straightforwardly broke down exactly what all those accounts were I was like this is exactly what I needed at the time so yeah I found it very useful and I know a lot of other people do if if money is scary to you I feel like that's a good place to start totally 
and just like it can be helpful to talk to people that are in different positions you may get advice that you wouldn't have thought about but it can be really uncomfortable and it's really validating to talk to someone who's in a similar boat like you know we have a some of us have a bunch of student debt it's it can be difficult to talk about that with someone who has zero debt at a school and is yeah. like yeah what are you talking about I already bought a home you know and it's in, yeah. right yeah. and in that way I think Dave Ramsey was a little bit hard to relate to because it's like well I can't snowball paying off my debt when I have a debt like student loan debt and it's like I don't really even know what that means now so Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely advocate for finding someone in, in a similar wavelength as you. And Beth Pickens in this Make Your Art No Matter What book in her money chapter even says that. She's like, I can't relate to old white men who have a trust fund and are speaking on money. That's just like, I can't relate to that. So, <laughs> yeah. So listening to their money advice is just not going to be helpful for me. And I'm like, yes, it, yeah. also me. <laughs> Especially art. I really appreciate that because at least the programs I was exposed to, like, you're just fed like, oh, it's your passion, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to make a lot of money, but like, who cares? It's your passion. And you come out of school and you're like, oh, but I got to live like it, it very much matters, you know, but it feels right. taboo to like incorporate finances and art or creative fields. But you need the financial support to make that work, you know. A lot of what I've learned is, like, uh, unraveling a lot of the, like, stuff I, like, family stuff surrounding money and all this, like, baggage that I had that I didn't realize that I even had. Like, money is so much more than just money, but even something like growing up hearing that artists are going to be, like, kind of struggling for their whole lives. It's like, I didn't realize how latched onto that that I was. Or like, oh, yeah. artists struggle with money. It's like, they don't have to. It's a bigger issue than I realized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Personal growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we want to move on to personal growth? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was just looking over my list. Also a tiny category. <laughs> I have so many things listed. I'm like, I don't even know which one's the highlight. So, I mean, this topic is huge. It's and turns out it's a never ending mm-hmm. learning opportunity. Personal growth. Well, what I wrote down was not like a book or resource, but it was perfect. The Enneagram. And, ah, and yes. I know like it's super hyped up right now. So popular. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it is that it like opened up a world of personal growth to me. And I think before the Enneagram, if you don't know what the Enneagram is, it's like an ancient nine type personality system that many people have found helpful. Other people have not. I found it very helpful. But I think before that, like I had done Myers-Briggs and other personality thingies before but I didn't like really understand the merit in them and this one I think for whatever reason it made sense to me and it's like in that moment I realized this is why I like personality tests now that not everyone is like me and that's okay (laughs) and that's like awesome because I think before I thought that I was different than other people But I thought that that was like a fault of my own. Mm. And I think it opened up this idea that like I'm unique to me. There are some people that operate 
in a similar way to me. There are a lot of people that operate in a very different way to me. And, like, no way is wrong. It, like, brought a curiosity in myself versus, like, being critical of the way that I, like, do certain things and being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that again. That's so annoying. Just being like, oh, like, there's this certain thing about you that, like, maybe you tend towards these certain things and this is, like, an opportunity for growth, but you're also, like, really good at these other things. Yeah. And I think it opened up a world to being more interested in, like, personal growth at all like being a student of life and like figuring out how I can grow as a human being and it opened up like being more interested in things like astrology or the Brene Brown wholehearted living yeah like things like that I just was not interested in things like that before now I've realized that these are not like things to be critical about or upset about but like these are opportunities to figure out how to be a better human yeah totally. that's all I have to say about that but and I'll like list I've got a bunch of Enneagram books and there's no one that I like really wanted to talk about specifically but I can list a couple in the resources sweet I remember when you were getting into it more but I remember you talking about some of those revelations especially when it comes to work and like how you receive feedback and communicate yes and then seeing a tie between colleagues that had a very different way of communicating Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. kind of being able to see why there might have been like points of tension or miscommunications that like might have felt like am I not doing this right but it's Mm -hmm. like no we're just we think in different ways and it makes like it's kind of laid out here once you understand where both people are where those pitfalls might be exactly yeah. yeah I found it I think around the time that I discovered it I would I had like a really difficult relationship with my boss at the time and though like I don't know what her Enneagram type is but just kind of reading about different ones I was like well I think it might be this one whether or not yeah. it was it mm-hmm. was helpful for me to be like if she is this other type that's not mine she sees the world in a very different way and operates in a very different way and like we're having communication issues but it has nothing to do with me as a person it's not personal to me you're not a bad employee no it's just like a general incompatibility in communication styles and now Mm -hmm. that you know that you can work towards fixing it I'm really glad you brought Enneagrams up because while I was thinking of what the hell I was gonna bring for personal growth I was like scrolling through Instagram last night which I haven't done in a really long time And there is this one Instagram (laughs) account that I follow that's like about Enneagrams and we can all link it or whatever too. But I was like, oh my God, I haven't thought about Enneagram in a long time. So I like went and looked and I was like reading through all her things about my type, type four, wearing a four on my jersey. Yeah. I'm a type four. We're the best, obviously. Not really. (laughs) love type four. Um, But I was like, I don't know why I was like, oh, I really like love this and want to talk about it but I don't know why I was like didn't like think to bring it up today like I did not write it down but there was like one where it was like your levels of health and like what a healthy type four is versus Mm -hmm. an unhealthy one and I was like oh shit maybe I'm an unhealthy one right now (laughs) I was like (laughs) just because at least for me personally I've found that most type four or five because I'm a four wing five they like really speak to me and it's really nice to be called out on Mm -hmm. what my unhealthy behaviors are because sometimes Mm -hmm. I forget Mm -hmm. 
And then yep. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. I do mm-hmm. retreat and not let people in and stop working when I'm frustrated and then get mad that I'm not getting anywhere because guess what? You stopped working. Like, yeah, that's fully something I yeah. do. Good to know. Yeah. It's super helpful. Yeah. The, I think the thing that I like about the Enneagram is they're super transparent about like what each type's like strengths are and weaknesses are. Yeah. And like if you're operating in a really poor spot as a type three, I'm a type three like what that would look like and what you would look like is like a super healthy three. And <laughs> that's like, it's, it's really helpful for me to see that. It's such a big move in self-awareness. Like you were mm-hmm. saying too, like as you were talking about realizing that other people work differently, I don't know. It sounds trivial, but at the same time, like I was checking in with myself and I'm like, have I really done that? It's awesome. helped me, I think, have more compassion for other people and for myself. But it's helpful. They like lay out like how different types will react under stress and Mm -hmm. how different types will react like in health and seeing how my type reacts in stress and how other people react in stress. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that's why some people like completely disappear under stress and other people like kind of attack under stress. And it's Mm -hmm. like and it's a stressful environment. So, of course, it's like, (laughs) well, now I'm getting even more worked up because you're disappearing and I'm like trying to get this <laughs> thing done. It's like, okay, well, no wonder we're all like kind of operating under these different uh, worlds that we don't understand. Yeah. And we assume that other people are going to react like we do, even if it's not conscious. Like, obviously, I know other people are different than me, but in certain circumstances I don't understand why like you're not reacting like I would in that moment right it's always just a nice reminder that like especially with the Enneagram because there are like nine options and there's also like wings and all that stuff but like it's not just that people are different from you it's that people are like super different from everyone there might be like 10 people in a hundred that will react the same way as you I don't know where I was going with that but also like (laughs) like you know but also, like, somehow find solidarity in, like, I'll see. I There's a podcast that I'll also link that I follow that's just about the Enneagram. And whenever they have threes on, I'm like, wow, it's so nice to just hear <laughs> that other people are, like, also struggling with, <laughs> like, it's a very so particular <laughs> feeling. Like, uh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> the reason I haven't listened to an Enneagram podcast, and I really should, because I think it would be fun. And it could be just very type four of me is that I will only listen to the ones about type four. <laughs> well, I'm really and I'm like, in the I don't two. care about type yeah. nines. Like, <laughs> I want to hear more about me. No, I'm the same way. That's I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's how I feel with astrology sometimes. I'm like, I need to know more yeah, about I don't myself. Give a shit about and then I'm else. like, yeah, what about these others? <laughs> Who cares <laughs> about them? Whatever. I know. <sighs> <laughs> But it is nice to be seen, you know, like, I mean, it's like both, like being able to see that like everybody else is operating in some weird combination of different things, Mm -hmm. but then also like, you're not alone. Like (laughs) you're not the only one that acts in the ways that you do under certain triggers, you know, or conditions. And I think at least tell me if I'm wrong, I could be, but I did Myers-Briggs stuff and I felt seen Mm -hmm. in that. But I think what I like about the enneagram more is they like drew me in because i'm like oh i'm seen and they immediately called me on all my bullshit and i was like yeah (laughs) all right 
we got some work to do. Yeah, we can I do it. <laughs> I've heard this before, but when I read, there are like quizzes that you can take, which are can be helpful, can not be helpful, because again, it's like you're answering questions and you may be biased about like whatever you're answering the questions about. But I've heard a lot of people find it helpful just to read about each type. And they say, like people have said, whichever one like kind of invokes like an emotional response, that's probably the one that's about you. And I remember reading about the type three like on the bus and I literally wanted to start crying. I was like, oh my God, what? How, how do they like know inside my brain? right now wow. like I've never heard anyone like put words to like what's inside right right now this is That's scary so cool <laughs> and also like terrifying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like I wanted to there throw the book like out the me. window I'm like you know too much about me get out of here <laughs> oh my god this is too real for me to handle <laughs> yeah yeah with personal growth so I don't know there's been a bunch because I have been really trying to work on my own personal growth <laughs> like yeah um even honestly like in grad school I started to get into TED talks more and that some of that was general knowledge but then there were different TED talks on like highly sensitive people or the impacts of loneliness and stuff like that and I'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah tell me more like you mm-hmm. know this is kind of interesting and so I like I don't know I I get my info from an array of sources but a couple things that were kind of maybe pivotal points be like one was this book the subtle art of not giving a fuck that Mm -hmm. was huge because it was all about like essentially you only have so much energy you only have so many things you can care about just choose the things that you want to care about and then just like say forget it to the rest of it you know and like that's okay and and the book unpacks a lot more than that but it really helped kind of put into focus like why kind of choosing what you really want to focus on and and not like professionally, but just like choose what you're going to care about and, you know, just like fuck the rest. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you know, who cares? Yeah. Like, That's an then, important lesson. That's a very it's important, so important lesson. Especially when you're young, you're ambitious mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. I care about everything. I want to do everything. I want to do it all right now. And then life doesn't go exactly according to plans. And you're like, ah, spiral. But it's okay for certain things to not go the way you planned and and to let it go you know but that takes practice and Mm -hmm. that book too I think oh it was really eye-opening too about success and the kind of the journeys we go on the author was talking about like when you're looking at like passions or things you want to care about like because it's like okay so how do you choose that how do you choose the things you're going to care about And one of the points he made was um, picking things that you're on board for the struggle with. Like, and so Mm -hmm. he gave the example Mm -hmm. of wanting to be in a rock band, wanting to be a professional guitarist and getting, having a guitar and 10 years later making zero progress. And he's like, I loved the vision of what that end result was. And I didn't want to do any of that work. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually just had to let go of that, you know, and just like, I, I don't have a fuck to give to that, you know, and that also put in perspective, like that difference between like fantasy self and the dreams we have versus the things that really fuel our fire and that we're really up for like g- getting in the mud and getting in there every day through the mundane, through the years where maybe no one is seeing the progress you're making or the amazing art you're making and just like 
it, caring it like in enjoying and embracing that that was that was a huge moment and then I'd also say like these are kind of like umbrella topics but Glennon uh do wait Doyle yeah okay for a second I was like is that somebody else yeah Gwen and Doyle I thought I legit thought for a second I was naming someone from high school I was like wait but yeah because <laughs> that's how close we are no uh Glenn and Doyle and Brene Brown yeah oh my god oh okay it, those are great we can dive into that but call your girlfriend like that also goes into general knowledge but the podcast call your girlfriend has hands down been one of the most empowering podcasts and insightful podcasts that I have listened to in my life so far. And that has been huge in my own personal growth in mental, physical, feminism, like, yeah. <laughs> and even just learning about other people. Like, I feel like I learned about so many of the, these big names through their podcast. There's so much growth with that. So like, so much just like seeing, like they have this phrase, like the scam is structural. And I know that could sound kind of conspiracy theorist leaning, you know, but they just point out with like the people, the guests they bring on and the studies they show like time and time again, like the impacts of power in the systems that are set like as they're established, the impact they have on people and mm -hmm. essentially like you're not crazy. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. this is a structural thing, you know, that's been huge yeah. we love those ladies oh my gosh yes Anna Naminatu <laughs> if you ever are hearing this so much appreciation <laughs> so much love yeah uh, and so we, much gratitude. we try hard to not bring them up every single episode <laughs> yeah. that uh, and Brene Brown and Glenn yeah. Doyle <laughs> yes I feel like those oh my yeah. god Glenn I Doyle cannot too. say sure. enough about yeah. Glennon's new podcast oh every single episode i'm like yes girl sharing to everybody <laughs> oh my god and just her interviews on untamed like just released some caged bird inside my soul like oh my god I, yeah like i think i i can't remember what podcast it was um like she i've listened to a couple of interviews when like she was doing the rounds for untamed but right one of them just like I don't know I almost want her to like read all her stuff to me like because the soul and the spirit of what she's saying is just so evident I think that's why her podcast like hits home so well too like you just you feel it so viscerally and you you feel it in her writing too but like just hearing it from her mouth like really yeah. brings mm -hmm. it home mm -hmm. yeah Jamie all right I'll share I'll go quick so I brought two things the first, I think one of the most important, I don't know if it's really personal growth or other, I put it in the personal growth category, but I think the app Headspace has helped Ooh. me a lot. It's a meditation app, but it I also- I forgot I was gonna bring up meditation. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, so here we go. It's a meditation app, but it has a lot of other things too. It has like guided stretches. It has like a sleep section where you can listen to like, different musics or like there's sleep podcasts that aren't really but they like help you fall asleep there's a million different meditations for anything you're going through there's like meditations if you want to listen in the morning afternoon night if you woke up in the middle of the night and can't fall back asleep there's like a 10 minute little meditation to help you and I like first found this app in like summer of 2019 and it was 
very helpful and I got super into like at least just using this app every day and they're short you can have like 30 minute meditations or you can do two minutes so it's pretty useful for everyone I have really fallen off the meditation wagon I'm not Mm. into it anymore it's definitely more of a seasonal use for me like when I find myself needing it but I just think this app is fantastic and also the guy who started it whose name I cannot remember but I'll find it and I'll make Mm -hmm. sure Lauren adds it to the notes his (laughs) voice is just so soothing like I dare anyone who listens to him speak like not fall in love with him he's just a really fascinating person I listened to an interview with him he was on um Chelsea Handler did a little podcast before her most recent book that was like very much about self-help and he went on there and his story is just crazy he was like a Tibetan monk for like 10 years and then like a super celibate and then just randomly was like I don't want to be a Tibetan monk anymore and then like a month later got married and like now he runs this app I don't know he's fascinating and there's a free version and a paid version I don't do the paid version because I'm very cheap and like I said I don't use it as much anymore but highly recommend I found meditation just not that long ago. I thought it was too woo-woo for me, but now I'm very woo-woo. So (laughs) I don't even think it's that woo-woo. It just, like, helps calm me. Yeah, like I was having a hard time sleeping early in the pandemic. And I think Lisa's the one who, like, turned me on to it. But, you know, Lisa's just my reference for everything. (laughs) You need links? I got them. (laughs) Meditation is great helps I do it most nights but I read something recently that was like meditation is so cool and important because it like reminds you how to go back to yourself I was like on the on point that I mean there's just so much noise happening all day long yeah. and it's just such a good way to be like this is me Lauren and I'm safe here and it's so helpful to this just like <laughs> be able to push back thoughts and just remember yeah. like this mm-hmm. is just a thought that's all it is (laughs) oh my gosh like that I feel like so much of um my childhood or or just I don't know like pre-learning some of these things whatever was just trying to repress or push away or deny yes those emotions rather than realizing like this is just a thought it can have power it cannot have power it can Mm -hmm. just go away like you know you you can kind of choose what you want out of that and just because it enters your brain doesn't mean anything needs to come of that thought or that it's real yeah yeah it's nice to have these like I use the one that I use most times is just like a free channel on Spotify like there Mm -hmm. are so many free resources for meditation but it's also so helpful to have someone to guide you through it I'm not to the point where I can just do it on my own Mm -mm. which like is amazing but there are people to help like help you guide your mind through the process I love the movement of normalizing meditation because I do think a lot of the practices people have been doing, but just didn't label them as meditation, you know, kind of like what you were saying. Some of it, like I heard the term once recently, like ceiling therapy. I think one of our friends (laughs) brought it up. Yeah, yeah. She didn't even have to elaborate. I immediately knew what that was because I've been doing that my whole life and just figured I was just an oddball staring at the <laughs> ceiling and yeah. like finding peace from that, you know, but, but that's helpful. It's helpful yeah. for people like me where this kind of stuff doesn't come naturally, like to mm-hmm. have someone who who's like, Oh, 
I do this ceiling therapy. And I'm like, oh, tell me more. I don't understand this. (laughs) How do I do this? So normalizing ceiling therapy. And honestly, it helps. It helps. It's awesome. (laughs) It does. It's been my coping mechanism since I was like 14. We're all good. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, something else. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent. But so I I have been kind of class like, an oddball in my family because I used to like sit upside down a lot and I would like put my feet above my head a lot and it was just always really comfortable I didn't Uh like but I was just like there's Lisa being weird again you know like whatever (laughs) she Um, likes to be upside down it's fine (laughs) truly (laughs) like (laughs) multiple anecdotes about that I guess but I found out I think around the time that weighted anxiety blankets started to become a bigger thing that that is also a way to reduce anxiety. Like, Wait, really? Just, yeah, so you're kind of like putting weight, like essentially kind of adding weight to your core and your body can be a way to slow you down and kind of help release some of that anxiety. And so there is a strategy hmm. of just like having your feet above your head. Like you lay down on your back and then you have your legs up. And I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for decades. Oh, and I have like, two. I just have the big, you just gave me the biggest epiphany. Ta-da! Thank you, oh, Lisa. Wow. I love it. Literally ask any of my college roommates to be like, she has never sat normally on a chair. And now I only sit normally on chairs. Clearly, I'm doing Condition. it backwards. I got to go back to the normal <laughs> way. Feet up. All right. Feet up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just am really thankful that my parents didn't try to like get it out of me. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, oh, that's just yeah. Lisa being Lisa rather than like, wow, we really need to fix this, like, sitting upside down thing. Like, you know, like, yeah, like I mean, it's girl, not like since... I was in school, but, yeah. <laughs> like, doing that. Yeah, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, you never really know, like, the things that you were doing naturally that can be helping. You could say that the other way, too. Like, they're definitely, like, especially when it comes to, like, self-talk and yeah. mental spirals, there are definitely ways where you can be hurting yourself without really realizing it. But there are also, I think, ways where we're kind of coping with things and, Maybe there's not a term for it, but... Um, but it's like a biological need for your body to, like, calm itself. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, you know? It is. Yeah. Did you have something else, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Um, I just yeah. have a book that I'm not... I'm going to just talk a little bit about because I'm actually going to talk about it in a future episode. Um, but I'm about halfway through right now, and it's a... Um, self-growth book as you could say it's called you're not that great by i think it's elon gale and it's very interesting book i would say it's self-help for people who think self-help is stupid and wooey and (laughs) it's like very funny and he's very like i don't know if cynical is the right word but he's very like realistic it's like okay I'll talk about it more later, but basically I'm like halfway through and so far I have been loving it. He's like interesting points that I've kind of always thought, but also I've been always pushing against. So his thing is that happiness and positivity are diseases and Mm. they're not what we should be striving for and like reaching towards. We should always be striving to be better. And if you're only looking for happiness and you're only using positivity like you're only focusing on happiness is one emotion there's like 20 other emotions happiness is one so to us deciding that this one emotion is better than all the other ones you're like pushing against all 
the other emotions that help us grow and help us be better people. If you're only striving for happiness, you're just going to strive towards a mediocre life. Understanding those other emotions and using them to help you get to whatever it is that you want should be the way to go. Yeah, that is so intriguing. But I'll talk. I yeah, I'll that. talk more about it. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. we can talk more but. about that. But I love it. Awesome. Stay tuned for more info on that. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. titled this category The World. Oh, let's do that. A hundred percent. Other was not cutting it for me. Other was very confusing, but you know, I wrote general knowledge, but I like the world. The world, you know, all the other things that we should have learned in school that we didn't learn Mm -hmm. in school. Yeah, (laughs) and then unlearning and relearning some things. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The person I wrote down was Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yeah. Um, He, I think in the same way that the Enneagram opened up a curiosity into like knowing myself better, he opened up a curiosity into knowing other people better and the world better. And I've read all of his books. He's got a podcast. He's got newsletters. He is like, he used to be a journalist. Now he's more of an author, but he's very, he's very investigative still in that kind of journalism way. He just takes, like, simple ideas and kind of turns them on their heads and, like, connects things that I would have never connected and just really makes you rethink kind of the way humans operate in society. He's just made me more curious about, like, humans and the way that we are living in this world. Mm. That's crazy. Can I I ask you to give an example of, like, what his books are about? Because I've always seen them, and I'm always like... Ooh, cool, fun title of like one random word. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't know what it's about though. So then I just walk. Yeah. Away. So the most recent one that I've read is called Talking to Strangers. And it's about how humans, he lays out all of these examples, but his like kind of bigger overarching thesis is that he, as humans, we tend to think that we understand each other a lot better than we do. And one of the examples he uses is that like, In American culture, there are certain things that we do with our face that, like, indicate the way that we're feeling on the inside. So, like, we learn as children that we smile when we're happy and we frown when we're sad. And we, like, we make certain faces and we use those to indicate how other people are feeling. But the thing is, people don't often express on the outside, actually, in real life how they're feeling on the inside. So we think that we are reading someone perfectly like, oh, that person is lying based on these things. It's like we can't, we think we know, but we don't actually know. People are much more complicated than we think, but it causes us to make snap judgments about other people. Yeah, the whole book is just based on judging people based on outward appearance that can go sideways Mm -hmm. quickly. And so the what, the huge overarching example that he uses is Sandra Bland. And the, the overarching, this is the story he starts with in the book and then kind of ends with in the book. Basically, the, like, thesis of it is that he, like, the police officer, based on the way he was trained, based on, like, the way he has grown up, in society made a snap judgment about her she also made a snap judgment about the police officer and that whole situation went sideways 
as we know. But it's like kind of looking at that. Obviously, we know that was horrible. If you don't know the story, you should because where have you been? But he looks at it in a very different way and he's like, what was happening in the police officer's eyes that like made him make that snap judgment where he thought he knew what was happening that was not happening and vice versa. So it's very interesting. He just takes these kind of concepts, turns them on their head, like uses a bunch of examples. His books are very captivating. But yeah, I love him so much that I went to, uh, he came to Seattle a couple years ago and no one wanted to go with me to see him. So I went by myself. I took myself on a date and I went and I was so proud of myself for for just like going and doing this thing by myself. Yes. (laughs) It just felt like a very adult thing to do. I was like, yes, I'm going to go and do this thing by myself. Totally. It's like when you go see lectures at colleges after you've graduated and you're like, wow, I'm (laughs) electing to do this. No one is making me attend this. Yeah. I have another really quick one. Yeah. I just discovered Sharon Says So on Instagram. She Mm. is. She used to be an American government teacher in high school. She's now just on Instagram. She calls herself America's government teacher. America's. I think I've heard of her. Yeah. She's incredible. She, like, breaks down news stories every day, non-biased. Like, I can truthfully say non-biased because she brings both sides, and she's looking at Mm. every single news source, and she often pulls her audience, and she's like, what do you think about, like, she'll be like, conservatives in this box, what do you think about this story? Moderates in this this box, what do you think about this story? Liberals, same thing. It's so cool to see, like, she's coming at it from, like, a government teacher's perspective. (laughs) Love it. She's got a podcast also. Love that. If you love like random stories about America. Yes. Like American history. Her podcast is amazing. Today I learned about the founder of the Webster Dictionary. (laughs) Was his name Webster? Yes. Okay. Good. For sure. Good. (laughs) Just making sure he got credit, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that was just like a very small plug. Everyone needs to check her out. Sharon says I gotta so. check cool. her out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. For general knowledge, kind of torn because like I have a pick for what catapulted me into more research. Actually, like two. And so maybe I'll share those. Those aren't. Okay. I'm not actively really listening to either one of them, but they were huge in just getting me more curious and yeah. exploring that. And so I will say those shout outs are Radiolab. Oh, I guess in This American Life, two podcasts, Mm -hmm. and then Vox in general, like the Mm -hmm. company. And so I'll just say with Radiolab and This American Life, I, okay, I know I'm like, podcast this, podcast that all the time right now. I was not always like that. Uh, Not, (laughs) I really wasn't until I started working and was like, man, I uh, need something to fill some time in my brain because I'm not super stimulated right now. And those were um, both nice podcasts that I could have in the background if I was doing meaningless work or walking to and from work. Uh But they like were like, oh, like, did you hear about this crazy thing that happened in history? And I'm like, no, I did not. Tell me more, you know. So they were they were kind of nice. But Vox Honestly, like we have a friend that gives them such shit for their graphics on their YouTube videos. And I get it. They're crazy. Like there there's so much happening. Zooming and you're and like, out. why is yeah. this map flipping around? Like, what are <laughs> we doing here? But 
I have learned so much from those videos mm -hmm. and from Ezra Klein's podcast when he like I mean he was the founder he's now working at the New York Times but I feel like that was a great news source for me too that is probably liberal leaning but didn't it didn't feel like CNN or MSNBC or you know I felt yeah. like I was getting good reporting like good solid journalism and I was getting historical backgrounds you know and so I really love Vox honestly I don't know when we were researching for the Israel Palestine episode mm -hmm. we did like episode four some of the videos they did on the conflict were my main resources um, of research yeah. beforehand so yeah yeah love Vox there is a video on the Syrian, like, the, just like, what is happening in Syria? And it was really helpful to see graphically, like, okay, these people are coming in this way. These people are coming from the other side. And then this is getting fueled by the U.S. And then mm -hmm. this other side is getting funded by Russia, you know, and just seeing it graphically laid out helped a lot more than just hearing that in words. I'd be like, who, what? <laughs> Definitely. Those are good mm -hmm. ones. I do love Today Explained a lot. That's how <gasps> yeah. I... That's how I get most of my, like, if there's a news topic or news headline that's going on that I'm still a little confused about, like, that's mm -hmm. my first resource always, because I feel like they always do a great job of explaining things, and all podcasts are, like, maximum 30 minutes, like, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. they're, they're so nice. good. I love Today Explained. Good, good shout out. Like, oh, it's you. well produced, and they, they have other um, podcasts, too, if you want to deep dive into stuff, but for yeah like relatively short episodes they cover a lot they yeah yeah I also got into those when I started working and was like I need something but also I I don't have a lot of time to like really dig into the news these days so I need something quick and like mm -hmm. what's going on <laughs> yeah something trusted like mm -hmm. I've really built trust with that company on the same premise I don't have time to be getting so many different resources on every developing story that it just yep. it, that would be a full unpaid job other than that in the world category this was world. hard <laughs> for me guys I really didn't know where to go can you say more like I yeah I was thinking about it today and I was like why is this so hard for me to think of things and I think it's because personally, I think I was very lucky in the college I chose to go to. I went to a very small liberal arts school. And this is where I'm going to give my pitch to anyone who's 18 and younger who's listening, which they definitely aren't. But if you are like, <laughs> wow, welcome. Like, what? Know. Little babies. <laughs> I <laughs> highly, highly recommend liberal arts schools. Not that you've got, I don't. I don't honestly know where you went to school, Lisa. No. Okay. Mm. Not that like non-liberal schools school. aren't great, <laughs> but I was really lucky because like at least especially my school, like I could take any class I wanted. And there were a lot of really freaking cool classes about topics mm. that I, as an 18 year old coming in, like had never even heard of like environmental history. I took an environmental history class about Latin America and it was all about how basically Ford moved in and like destroyed everything by trying to make a banana plantation. And it's, I mean, I won't even talk about that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't the opportunity where like prereqs were not really a thing. So I got, I think a great education in college because I've always been naturally curious. So I went and yeah. looked for like the coolest sounding classes and really was able to get kind of a 
strange education, but a very, Mm -hmm. like, well-rounded one, I think. Mm -hmm. So coming out of school, I mean, yes, it's been a very long time. So there are things that I need to educate myself on. But I do feel like I got, or at least introduced to, like, little nuggets on a million different topics. So it was hard for me to be like, well, what have I learned since? Like, I think there's definitely Mm. areas where I've fallen off. But after listening to you guys speak, which is why I made you guys go first, was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about yet. There are some like podcasts that I'm just going to throw some podcast names out for anyone who's curious about anything. But like, I've always been super into history and like random weird Mm -hmm. history. And so for a while, I listened to the Stuff You Missed in History class podcast, which is like very fun and like has very weird little history, like has like normal history where it's like. The Magna Carta, like, if you forgot what it is or don't really know, you can go and listen to it. Or they have, like, random, like, fun facts and history that you have never heard of. And they're all pretty digestible sizes, too. I think most of them are, like, 30 minutes to an hour. So that's a fun one. And then I would say recently we've talked about this podcast also a lot, but the Armchair Expert podcast. Mm -hmm. I, like, went into that podcast a couple years ago just knowing it's, like, Dax Shepard interviewing celebrities and then I was like cool I like some of these celebrities I want to listen to them mm-hmm. but I think the introduction of experts on experts and like him yeah yeah talking to a bunch of different experts on fields has been eye-opening and I don't know also introduces you to things you don't know definitely I don't know I felt the same way about that one Jamie like I'm almost not interested in the ones where I already know the people like you like don't know what you don't know so it's interesting to hear about people's it definitely like drew me in because I was like oh I really want to listen to like the Lauren Graham one or like celebrities that I knew but now I'm definitely finding myself like more picking towards celebrities that I don't know as well or the experts expert to experts. experts ones especially I mean there's some that I won't listen to if it's about like raising children I'm like uh, that's not relevant mm-hmm. to me yet but mm-hmm. yeah they're all fascinating uh, I kind of feel this way too Jamie but I feel like you just have more of a like curious spirit so I think you are learning all <laughs> the time but uh-huh. I think it's just like maybe you can't pin- pinpoint a specific thing because I it's can't. like you're just like curious like I can definitely attest to like being interested in like random history stories like I, that's just like what I think of when I hear like a random history story I'm like oh Jamie would love this I would I'm love like, it I love <laughs> I feel like you're history. just very curious about the world which is awesome but I think mm-hmm. you're just naturally learning about everything and it's not like, oh, I learned a lot from this source. It's just like always, all the time. I just yeah. Google a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's the inherent issue, like not issue, but like difficulty with this category because it's, I mean, it's like everything that isn't finances or personal <laughs> growth, you know? And when like, I mean, that could be like reading the headlines and articles in whatever news sources you're getting every day, like. You're just uh, like we're like sponges just absorbing mm-hmm. yeah. the information around us. So it it's hard to be like there's one big thing, like one right. place I go to, you know. And I think we're all similar in that way and that we're just like we just want to soak it all up and we're curious about everything. And I yeah. think that's why the three of us work so well together. But it does make it hard to like come up with a list of like, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> this is what I've learned <laughs> since college. I mean, right? <laughs> the list is long. Yeah. So your point, too, that you brought up about, like, education and, like, the quality of education in college, like, I'm so not bashing any of my previous institutions. It's a lot of, like, lifelong learning for me, but oh, yeah. also just, like, the older I get, like, I, my interests evolve in what I'm curious to know about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the classes I took in college, like, there were a number of interesting ones, but, like, that, uh, like there was not enough time in the day to cover all the things that right. I would like to learn. And it, it can be kind of difficult in college where it's, like, let's say your standard state school that does, like, credit, yeah. like, per semester, you know. It's, like, okay – do I want to know about this enough that I want to do a three credit course with some projects and exams, you know, and make it work out scheduling wise, you know, versus like something that's a one credit or a once a week. Like if you could just hop into lectures as you want to, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. I mean, that's it would what be I want chaotic. Right but now. Yeah. I want to be able cool. to just like sit in on lecture like can you just be like sign up for a class but not have to do any of the homework just like listen. that's a thing what's it called <laughs> auditing that was a thing auditing. in college was people yes. like audit classes and in college I was like just never really understood it because I'm like how do you even have time to audit a class <laughs> right but like even the extra four hours a week I'm like I don't have that time but like can I do it now that I'm out of school can I just go to UW and like sign me up right? I'm auditing <laughs> like, I just want to listen I really love this topic and I'm curious if there are other topics that people would want like what are re- like I don't know resources sound so dry like what our <laughs> faves are you know yeah um, or if like any reach out one of these categories like we could expand on <gasps> yeah there's finances no <laughs> <laughs> Lisa can we lead us do in finance lesson. Not eventually. an expert, <laughs> not licensed in any way, learning yeah. actively. But we're like actively yeah. coming up with kind of themed podcasts because we find yeah. these fun. If you have any ideas, shoot them our way. Yeah. Yes, please. And tell all your friends. Yeah. Text them oh. constantly to listen until they well, do. And if there are any resources for any of the topics we talked about today that you're like oh this one is so good hit us up like we would love to hear it share it we would definitely give you a shout out so yeah let us know yeah if you enjoyed this share it with a friend we would love that yeah leave us a review (laughs) send us a message on the instagram or the email Maybe follow us. Yeah, like, follow us. Make that commitment, you know? Follow Subscribe. Us on all the give us five stars. Even if you hate it, you can tell us how much We're you hate here. it in the comment. Just give us five <laughs> yeah. stars. Showing up every week. And we have a blast doing this, but we also want to, like, serve our audience as well. So if yeah. there are things that really hit you, we want to know. Because we could just talk about anything. Like, pick a topic, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Well, have a good week, week, guys. See you before too long. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. Oh, I'm like, was that creepy? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyoureadanddo.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest this week or that you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com.
maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at WRDPod. Follow us to stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend, you get the idea. Music for this podcast is created by Kalinda. 